There's those moments of, you know, contentment that you're sitting in this place of just being with someone who has that peace that transcends all understanding, but does it with an era of gratitude and service. And when I first met today's guest, it was in person at a mastermind and I was blown away by the way that he so simply shared something that was so complex to me. And it's this world of social media, right? Like there are so many ins and outs. What is virality? How do you get there? He has supported some of the biggest names in the industry. Lewis House, Jay Shetty. I name drop in the show so you can listen to some of the other ones. But Travis Believes is someone you want to reach out to and you want to get connected to. You want to learn from. You can go to auditmysocial.com and learn from him today through courses, work with him directly, his YouTube channel. I mean, all of the things. He's got so much content out there for you to consume. But remember, a part of this show for the founders, innovators, and trailblazers that are listening, that's you right now, is to not just listen, but to activate. He's talking about being who you are called to be based on the mission, but he talked about, more importantly, the incubation stage. I find so much clarity as he was utilizing that word just in my own incubation stage and literally this podcast, my book, my conferences, my retreats, everything came out of incubating well. So if you're in a season of what feels like darkness or stagnancy, I encourage you to look within, be comfortable, and also be in alignment as he talks about as his first tip for how you utilize what is being given to you and recognize your purpose. Travis, I don't want to give away all the gems in the intro. We're not even to the show yet, but you guys have got to get in touch with Travis Believes and definitely come hang out with us at Grow Your Business for God's Sake in Nashville, November 3rd through the 5th. Tickets are still on sale. If you want to hang with Travis, you got to get the VIP or premiere show ticket. And yeah, we'll see you soon. Thanks, Travis. Welcome to the Fit and Faith Podcast. Fit is an acronym representing founders, innovators, and trailblazers who are looking to live a life wholly, fully, authentically, and truly fit. A space for us to connect on the raw, real stories of mind, body, and soul alignment of entrepreneurs and kingdom leaders. I'm your host, Tamara Andress, and this podcast isn't like the cookie-cutter interview experience. I've been coined the entrepreneurial rabbi, and so we do go there, unscripted. No matter how far, wide, deep, or high the there is, my desire is to see people rise from the inside out into their greatest calling by sharing their truest stories, talents, and tips. As a purpose activator and brand builder, I believe our successes and failures are derived from who and whose we are, not what we do. But strategy and vision are equally as important to the mission. So let's cut to the chase together and get fit in faith. All right, all right. Welcome to the show, you guys. This is going to be one for the books. I get so pumped when I get to bring in people. And honestly, everyone is. But Travis and I got connected about a year ago through a mastermind with Mike Zeller. And when he came in and shared, I just felt this like sense of grounding in who you are, this sense of peace in the way that you present even and was not only honored to be a recipient and a learner of your motivation and 
story, but also in the teaching and training. And now we're going to be able to give it to a bunch of people, not only on the show, but at Grow Your Business for God's sake here in November. But Travis, uh, y'all don't know Travis Believes. You're about to find out a little bit more about him than I even I knew uh, as I was reading his bio for today. Travis, thanks so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Um, it's a pleasure to be able to speak to you and your audience, um, not only about my journey, but about more to come. Yeah. And I think, you know, if you don't know who he is and you don't know any of his backstory, um, I'm, I'm just learning about his backstory live with you today. So that part I'm really pumped about because, you know, personal stories drive our missions. And though I knew um, an element of his mission, and I know how he shows up professionally in uh, driving social media from an impact, from a positive perspective, which you don't put positivity and social media together on the same plane very often. But you've been doing this um, from day one with some really incredible names, uh, some incredible artists, um, people like Prince EA. I love Jay Shetty, Lewis Howes, Tom Bilyeu, um, just some crazy impactors, but you do it from a place of heart and a place of, yeah. of that grounding that I, I sense in you. So I'm excited to unpack that and where it derived from. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, those are some obviously amazing creators and entrepreneurs um, people that uh, I've grown fond of, people that I've worked with, you know, you know, for a while. Um, yeah, but it's it's always super exciting to be able to take your talents um, and really impact the world. Uh, you don't really understand fully the impact you can have until you start realizing that the gifts that you have are meant to be used um, for other people. It's meant to be used. Uh, to impact other people and to help bring more um, impact to others. So, you know, once you start realizing that with your gifts, man, it just, I don't think you ever get tired of it. It's just something that you just continue to love doing. Yeah, there there is like your own fuel, right? Like you're creating your own fuel when you when you can lean into that knowing. Um, and obviously our own, but derived from God, right? That implanting that he does and he continues to light the fire. But do you think, and, and I know this is going to drive into your own experience, but do you think that people have to go through struggle or some sort of like rock bottom or rock foundation, we like to call it here, experience for you to tap into that that true knowing? Um, yes. Um, and I know I, it's probably bad to use absolutes or to say absolutes, but... I think even when we look through the Bible, so from a historical perspective, and we look even today, just the idea of success itself engenders a certain type of mindset of overcoming something. In order to be successful, you have to overcome something. Um, it could be a personal struggle. It could have been uh, you know, something physical you had to deal with whatever, but there's some sort of internal struggle. If we really want to kind of like go biblical with it, Israel itself, the name means struggle with El or struggle with Elohim or God, right? So that means there's a struggle there that we have in order to continue to improve, in order to continue to um, do God's will, right? So I do believe that there requires some struggle within us in order to achieve our highest level of being. Yeah, because I think like a part of that highest level of being is that 
state of gratitude, that understanding of joy. Like there's all these other elements or fruits of the spirit that people will lend themselves to. And that's really what people are eager to experience, but they want it the easy way, right? Like they want to just be like, ah, today I experience peace because the sun is shining and the butterflies are flying around. But I have definitely discovered that through my own hardships, through my own dark eras, I was able to experience light and really like see those sunshine and rainbows, if you will, but not not fully, right? See them for what they are in all of their grandeur, like beauty versus taking advantage of them. And I think that that's an element of what people perceive success is, right? They can see it like, I just want to get to this thing, this mountaintop moment, but they forget the step by step by step that it takes to get to that place. There's actually a proverb uh, or a parable that Christ uses um, to speak on that when he says, those who have been forgiven much loves much. Mm -hmm. Um, And it kind of reminds me of this because oftentimes um, I believe that we're almost unable, excuse me, unable or even incapable, perhaps, maybe, right, of appreciating something to the fullness of it unless we know that it can have this and it can have that, right? If I don't get the rain, then I'm not going to be able to experience the joy of the day the same way, right? Not or true. vice versa. So I just think being able to appreciate what we have comes to a greater degree once we know the struggle or once we know what we've overcome. If I've had to overcome something and I had to fight for something, I am going to appreciate that more than if I never had to fight for it at all. Yes, it's so true. And you think about even like a sports team, right? Like a huge variable here. We're talking about the Bible. Now I'm going sports and I'm not even a sports buff. But I think about like wearing wearing the jersey, right? And their people are so proud, but they're only really proud because of the victory and the loss associated. If they just always won, they would just be touting like a, a tribe that that doesn't have any victor. And like the victors of the victory, that's really where the element of hoorah comes into play. That's where the Mm -hmm. element of like, man, we were way down here and now we've come here. And so like from a biblical perspective to parallel that just to make it chewable for people, right? Because I I know that I have listeners who might not know the parables. They might not know the Proverbs. They might not know the stories. And yet we guide you to those places because the examples that are given to us every single day in our own flesh are already written, right? Nothing new under the sun. It's already been written and exampled for us. And so even this morning, uh, Travis, I had a client or a partner, I like to call him, who was talking about the fact that she has not been accepted in her community, that she has millions and millions of followers. And she's always shocked when she goes to an event or she's at church and no one is like giving her kudos or like, you know, recognizing that she just launched a book or um, noticing that she's like having all this growth or momentum. And I immediately was like, Jesus wasn't accepted in his own hometown. What, what makes you perceive that you should have that same kind of kudos or applaud when we're already approved by God? What's your perspective on that in the knowing of like people, especially social media, they're, they're driven sometimes by the numbers, the vanity metrics, when impact and positive social media is so far from that? Yeah, I always tell people you have to be so sure of your mission that you got to be willing to go against the world. Um, it's what Christ did, right? Um, it's what David did. It's what Moses did. I mean, you could you a number of uh, numerable amount of people, right? Um, 
one of the most important factors when I'm talking to my clients, uh, specifically influencers and things like that, um, if you are validated by the love that you get, then you're going to be invalidated by the criticism that you get. Mm. And that's a problem. So I always tell people, you got to be so sure of your mission that people's compliments and people's criticisms don't get to you. But this requires self-assurance. I know it's always a beautiful thing and a wonderful thing to want to be accepted. But the truth is, once you're accepted by God, once you know your mission, once you know what you're here for, that's all the acceptance that you need. That's Mm -hmm. all the what the Bible says, right? If God is for you, who could be against you? So I feel like whenever I'm having these conversations with uh, my influencer friends or or my clients um, and I'm speaking to them, it's not about your detractors. It's not even about your followers. It's about the mission and the impact. Right. You're not going to get always the recognition that you want. You're not going to always get. And that's fine because that's man made. Right. That's stuff that man is there for. What you're actually here for is your mission, is what you're here to impact, what you're here to do. So it's fine if you're not getting the recognition. And plus, you don't want that to be a crutch for you, because if you allow that to be a crutch, then it's like that, you know, you, you, if, if, you, if you live for people's compliments, you'll die by their criticism. Y'all write that down. You need to put that on your own mirror, right? And it's, I think, sometimes in, in reflection of ourself, right? I, I give myself compliments sometimes, and I also give myself criticism more times than not, right? And and if it's even by my own belief, because there's surely days that I have lacking of faith, it's this knowing that like God literally has gifted me this vision. He's gifted me words. He's gifted me these talents. And I am sure without a shadow of a doubt on the hardest days, on the darkest days, on the days that I am most fearful, the days that I'm most self-criticizing, he somehow, some way, whether through the words of somebody else like yourself, Travis, or through the word when I'm actually like diving in or through worship or just a sign of any sort, he reminds me. Right. And so I think that there's this needing to know that like affirmation has to come from above. Approval has to come from above. It's ultimately that well done, good and faithful servant that we're all looking to have at our own tombstone moment. And I didn't always have that. I I definitely didn't always walk by truth and light and integrity. And so I want to hear from you, Travis, because I know you have a bit of a backstory yourself. We all do. How, how have you come to be so sure of these truths and these these freedoms? Yeah, so I think it comes from three places. Uh, number one, alignment. Um, if you have a certain type of calmness, a certain type of peace, right? Um, the peace that surpasses all understanding, right? If you have a certain amount of that, uh, that comes from that. Because for me, there was like a burden lifted off my shoulders once I started living my path. Right. There were many people that told me, oh, you know, Travis, you don't know what you're doing. You're stupid for doing this. When I was, you know, first working with Prince E um, back in 2010, you know, because I, you know, I wasn't getting paid. I was working for free, but we, we didn't have any money. He didn't have any money. None of us had any money. Um, but, they, you know, I got made fun of because, you know, we were broke. We, you know, <laughs> we didn't. You know, yeah, you're then, sold out, and they're like, "What are you sold out for, dude?" <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, dude, what are you, what are you doing, man? Like, you know, what you got? What's this internet thing? <laughs> totally, know? totally. Because you know, at the time, like, even back then, like, the whole influencer thing wasn't like a big thing. Not at all. Yeah, um, 
but you know, Prince C had a vision when it came to that, and I believed in that vision. Um, so I supported it. And so anyway, I had a certain level of peace. The, the alignment was there for me, where the things that I did, I loved doing. Where my mind was, I was doing what I wanted. My gifts and my talents, I was doing what I was talented at, right? So all these diff- these were aligned, right? In terms of positivity and integrity, that was in alignment with what I was doing. You know what I'm saying? So when you have that yeah. alignment with you know, your integrity, you have an alignment with your talents, you have an alignment with the type of peace that you have on the inside of what you're doing, then you know you're on the right path. So that's, you know, uh, number one. Number two, the impact that you're having. When you start to have an impact on other people's lives and you see the impact on other people's lives, regardless of the accolades, you did, did, the accolades is not, that's the accolade. The accolade is is the impact, right? Yeah, this, come on, that's That's good. the accolade. You know, if you're being successful in that endeavor, successful with the impact, successful with, uh, 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 you know, the mission, you know, that is uh, another parameter. And finally, you know, as long as you continue to grow as an individual in a positive direction, as as long as you continue to expand who you are, become better uh, day in and day out, and this is helping you facilitate that growth, um, then these, if you got these three things, then you, you're, you're pretty much surefire. And that's how I determine whether or not, you know, am I, am I growing, right? Am, am, am I uh, aligned? Am I impacting? Like, these are the things that happened with me that once I got in tune, so in tune with myself and, and this was happening, then I knew I was in the right direction and nobody could tell me nothing because I was living what I wanted to live. I was I was as authentic as it gets to uh, living what I wanted to be. Well, it's interesting. Like as you're talking, I was thinking about like our off camera conversation where like, how are you doing? What's going on? Are you good? And and my response was like, I'm I'm walking into all the doors God has opened for me. But as you were talking, I was thinking about the power of the the different Travis that walked into the room pre-trial, pre-struggle, which of course we're not we're not a void of struggle now, y'all. No one's perfect. We're all dealing with our own stuff, but where you walk into a room and you are walking in with a me-centered mentality, right? And you're like, what's in this room for me? And you're like, let me go try this chair out, the three little bears concept, right? I'm going to go try this bed out. I'm going to go eat this food versus I feel like when you go through that element of hardship, you stop looking so much at yourself and you start looking more to the world and how you can be of service based on that trial, based on the new awareness factor of your talent. And what you rooted it in is that alignment factor because alignment is vertical first and then it becomes horizontal. So now you're walking into a room and this is how I first witnessed you. You're walking into the room, not about what's in this for me, but what's in this for them. What can I give them? How can I serve? And it literally changes the dynamic of what's in the room. It could be the exact same room, but you are reading it. Your energy is showing up in a totally different way. And it literally makes the impact that you're speaking to. Absolutely. Totally agree with that. I think, um, you know, I always tell people, don't let the energy of the room shift you. You shift the energy Mm -hmm. of the room. That's good. Um, Because, you know, you, again, if if you have that peace and you're sure of yourself, then whatever is going on in that room is not going to get you off your game. Um, instead, you're going to influence people to get on their game. Um, so yeah, no, I, t- I totally agree with uh, with with that perspective. And and you know, me coming from where I come from, you know, I come from St. Louis, 
um, impoverished background, um, never met my dad, uh, you know, grew up in children's homes um, and then eventually landed in prison, you know, for three years. Um, you know, when I was a when I was a teenager, got out. And then ever since then, it was on my path. I, and I always tell people, you know, the thing that changes you or transforms you comes down to whatever was needed to get your mind and your body to sit down and say, you know what, this isn't right. Something needs to change. And that's going to be different for everybody. Some people, it may be a family member dying. Some people, it may be a car accident. Some people, it may be jail. Some people, it may be none of that. Some people, it may be having a hard time at school and realizing, you know what, I'm having a difficult time at school, but my parents laid the blueprint for me. What am I doing that's not allowing me to be as successful as I should be? Whatever it is, it could be anything, whatever challenge, because it's all subjective on what that needs to be for you to achieve your best self. And that, those experiences that, you, that you're going to have, it's going to be curtailed or uh, contextualized for who you are as, a, as an individual. So it's just going to be different for everybody. Mine was jail. I needed that for, for me uh, because of the seriousness of the situation, the, the, the direness of what I was in and what I was dealing with. Um, something drastic needed to, you know, incubate me, you know, to come out a, a better person. That's good. I love that word incubate. I'm thinking of like my own seasons of needing to just go inside and have that like nucleus experience, that nucleus encounter with mm -hmm. myself mm -hmm. and my past and my purpose. And it it's like a, you know, that caterpillar, like until it cocoons, you can't see the beauty of its ultimate creation. And so that incubation is so powerful. And I love that you said it's so um, subjective because like God knows what you need. And that's why I think it's important for us not to even like parallel people's sin or parallels people's mission, right? We can talk about sin all day long, but let's talk about mission. And some people having this like grandiose impact desire, and some people's impact is just their neighborhood or just the school locally or just their family for having yeah, yeah, right? it's their kids just their or house, it. right? And there's nothing wrong with that. And I think people carry guilt or shame around the level of impact that they do or don't desire to create. Can you speak to that for a minute? Yeah. So greatness is impact. But what I always tell people is you have with and you have depth. Understand that maybe it may seem more glamorous or glorious to have more people, but understand the more people, the less depth you can go in. The, the, the lower amount of people, the more depth you can dive in. So if you have your family, you can dive into that, right? You know, I'm not trying to make this political, but I'm going to uh, say this point just so people can understand it. Let's take Barack Obama again. I'm not making this a political topic, no <laughs> um, but you know, he, he it required his mother, you know, what I'm saying to to really drill in what it was. So I always ask people, who's more important, you know, the mother or, or the president? If you ask me, the mother, because yeah, without that mother, you don't get a Barack Obama. So I don't 
believe in this idea that just because you've quote unquote impacted more people then that means that somehow you're greater, right? Because the impact that you have on one individual can be far deeper than the person who has impact on millions. So I think that is a something that people kind of misunderstand about that. So I think it just comes down to utilizing your talents and really diving into what the world needs. If the world needs you to be a great father, if the world needs you to be a great mother or a great uncle, whatever the case may be, and that is how you inspire somebody else to be more community driven or inspire somebody else to be some a politician or a sports figure or attorney or whatever it is to use your talents to impact. If it required a family member to do that, then that is freaking amazing. And there is that's that is necessary. Like everybody is just as necessary in that wheel as everybody else to make the world turn. Yeah, it's so good. And you think about like the corporate entity, right? If you're going to look at it through the business lens, how important and vital the janitor is just as much as the person at the front desk, just as much as the person in the corner office, right? Like all of it is powerful. All of it makes the momentum go. And I always think to like biblical reference of like, Abraham, right? Mm -hmm. And that he didn't even know that he was about to birth 12 nations, right? He didn't even get to ever meet Jesus, but look at what his lineage did. Mm -hmm. And I have a lot of people and and I'd love to to shift into this for you because I know social media is kind of like why people knock on your door. They'll come to me and they'll speak to um, stages. They want to get on more stages. And, you know, they want to get on the, they have these visions of the biggest stages and never, it's never small. Like God doesn't ever deposit like the small vision, right? It's always this huge concept and they have no idea how they're supposed to get there. So I'm having this conversation with this guy who's like incredibly impactful, like just literally has changed so many lives in the cancer community. You'll actually get to meet him um, in Nashville. That's the nonprofit that we're supporting and we're sitting at this. It was the first time I ever met him. And he's he's super profound in the way that he shares and speaks. Very similar um, in your, your demeanor. And I said, who's to say you're not on stage right now? Mm-hmm. I, we're at a coffee shop. And he literally had me captivated with his story. He had me captivated with this notebook that he was writing in in the middle of it. And I'm like, you are leaving a massive impression on me right now. And if we walked around, whether we had a microphone in our hand or not, and realized that we are creating a stage every single day, really God created the stage and you have to walk into it and onto it. It changes, it changes your entire aura of, of what you're doing every single day and you're on mission at every moment. And ultimately, one thing that was so important to me was to realize I was on mission even when I was alone. Mm-hmm. And for people to realize that power of what happens when you're in that isolated space, just like you were when you were in jail, whether that's your isolation or incubation or not, right? Like I, I have find so much of myself when I'm alone. Mm, yeah. I think that, um, yeah, being alone for me was key for me to understand myself. Like, um, like there was a point in time where I felt like I always had to like to, to be doing something right. Once I was able to get comfortable with myself and only myself is when I was able to learn myself the deepest. So, um, I think, you know, a lot of times again, you know, people get, caught up in the glamour, you know, and, and, and the lights instead of realizing the journey. If you're meant 
to speak in front of that many people, then you'll speak in front of that many people. You know what I'm saying? Because your talents or your gifts will take you there. You know, there's no need to really be kind of like caught up in that, right? If you're meant to do it, it'll happen in the context of you have the talents, you have the skill set. And if you're not getting there, then that means you're not ready for it yet, Mm, which is fine because enjoy the journey, build it up and get there. The process will come. Yeah. And that's that timing piece that I think is so critical. Would you talk to us about timing associated to like the movement or the mission or the impact that people want to create and how important it has been for the different people that you've supported? Yeah, I, I'll give you a quick story real quick. As is a little personal, it might even be a little too personal, but <laughs> that's okay. This is what that show is for. Um, yo, so I was in when I was in jail, I actually was in uh, you know, prison for a year and a half before I got sentenced. You know, so they have this process that people go through where before you go to trial, before you get sentenced, you either can bond out. Or you stay in jail if you don't bond out. I had a very high bond, so I didn't bond out of jail. Um, House money, brother. <laughs> yeah, it was a very high bond. <laughs> so I didn't get a chance to. Uh, God's bond just out. showing you your worth. He was yeah, just showing yeah. you your worth. <laughs> so, so at the time, um, and by the way, for the those that I know that may be asking, I went to jail for uh, robbery. That's what I went to jail for. Because I know somebody's probably asking, what what did you do? But anyway, (laughs) so um, I remember this is is when like it really, I mean, I already knew God was real at this time, but this is when it really hit me. Um, I, when I, my cellmate told me, he was like, yo, you know, I had a vision this is the time that God is going to give you. He's going to give you three years. Three years was the minimum I could even get for the crime. Actually, 10 years was the minimum. The prosecutor was offering me 10 years, but um, the judge could do this sort of special thing. It's kind of hard to explain. I don't want to dive yeah. deep into that. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. But anyway, I was kind of pissed, actually, because I was like, I want to go home now. And because it's only been a year and a half, but I'm like, yo, I want to go home now. I don't want to do three years. But then, you know, it's like a dream, you know, Um, and and God, you know, sat down and talked to me um, and told me, it's like, you know, now this this three years isn't important, you know, for you. Um, And then I went in front of the judge and I got three years, which is was unheard of. You know, it's it was the prosecutor wanted me to to get 10. They recommended 10 years and I ended up getting three. So I got out in three. But anyway, the point I'm saying is I wanted to get out sooner. Right. I felt like, you know, hey, listen, I just this has been enough time for me. And God was like, no. And so God had told me and spoke to me the time I got. And that was the time I got. So the point of me telling that story is we want things when we want things. But there is a difference between our timing and God's timing. And we have to realize that the timing that God puts us on is the right timing. Our timing isn't. We don't even know why. Like, I, I think about this all the time, right? I'll give you an example. So I had a friend that I used to hang out with. He was actually my best friend. If I would have got he, he if I would have got out at that time, it's a good chance I would have been with him. He ended up dying, right? He got mm-hmm. caught up in some stuff. He ended up mm-hmm. dying. And I think about, you know, stuff like that to this day. I'm like, dang, I used to, I used to me and this guy lived together before I got locked up. And so I'm like, damn, if I would have got out, I would have went back and lived with him. And now, so 
it's just like we always think that our timing is the right timing, but it's not. God's timing yeah. is the right timing. So we have to realize that if something's not happening right now, it's okay, right? It doesn't have to happen right now. Just relax. You never know the reason why. It, it could be because you're not ready. If you get on that stage, you fail. And then now you're upset. Then you think you're questioning your entire mission because you failed. Or it could be uh, perhaps the people that you're trying to meet or the people that you're trying to impact isn't there yet. You know what I'm saying? So there's so many different reasons why it may you may not be there yet. So just be patient. Patience is definitely virtuous. Um, and continue to work on your on your craft. Yeah. And it, it makes me think of like the Good Samaritan scenario, right? And like he's passed by by these different people that didn't have the timing or the heart or whatever their excuse was to do the thing that was the noble thing. And I think we often just look to ourselves as again, it's like I'm walking in the room, what's in it for me and what's not in it for me versus coming into the room and being like, it's not time yet. Mm -hmm. Right. Like I want to sit, I want to have an appetizer first with these people to get to know them before we actually go to the full meal. Grow your business for God's sake. No, really. I mean it. Grow your business for God's sake. That's right. Business is ministry and ministry is business. And it's time we take action in this belief and show up in our anointing with fresh fire. This is a cultivation conference. This is an activation conference. I want to see you reap the harvest, the promise that was predestined for you in your purpose and your calling. But you've got to go back to the root in order to do that. Come and let us water you so you can come fully alive and fully free every single day to make the impact you were born to make so others can also reap the legacy of your harvest forevermore. Let's do this. In Nashville, Tennessee, November 3rd through the 5th, you do not want to miss it. Get your tickets today at growforgod.com. That's right, and that's easy, growforgod.com. Can't wait to see you there. Hug your neck and grow together. And if we can look to scenarios like that, especially when it comes to whatever door God has planned for you, what are the things that we could be doing right now to help steward what's to come, right? There's this idea of like fear of success, even that people will sit inside of, and they're, they think that they're blocking themselves from success. What's your thought pattern on that versus timing? Almost like imposter syndrome. Where, where exactly. Are, exactly. Yeah. 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 I, I think probably everybody experiences that. Um, I think the best way to deal with that. And well, for me, at least I've always said people only do what you know how to do. Mm-hmm. Only do what you know how to do. Um, if you're authentic, if you're not pretending, if you're um, only doing what you know how to do, then I, you don't really have anything to worry about. The really imposter syndrome comes on comes from the idea of you think you know what other people may think about you, and the truth yeah. is you don't know. You're yeah. trying to predict the future of what people think about you. And you don't know. And to be honest with you, it actually doesn't even matter. And the reason it doesn't even matter is because who you're meant to impact is who you're meant to impact. Everybody's not going to like you. Everybody didn't like Christ. Everybody didn't like David. Everybody didn't like Moses. 
you know, heck, Moses even had to go through an ordeal with his own brothers and sisters. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah. So, <laughs> often. You know, so you you never you never you never know. So my thing is, you're going to go through times where people disagree with you, people don't like you, and that's okay. That doesn't mean you're not on the right mission. The truth is, if you're doing what you know how to do, and you're doing what you love to do, and you're doing it with the right heart, the right mind, then you're going to have people that agree with you. You're going to have people that like you. You're going to have people that love you. But you're also going to have people that don't. And that's okay. That is perfectly fine. Don't let that stop you. So, you know, again, my advice to those people is just do what you know how to do and what you and what you love to do. That's it. If When you start thinking about the future, you start thinking about, I need to do all these other different things that I don't know how to do. That's when, you know, things can go awry and, and you don't want to do that. Well, and this is so applicable to, you know, what your company does um, at Interlight Media. And and it's important for people to realize the same thing when it comes to social media, right? It's when you're trying to do something with so much effort because everybody else is doing it, it's not going to serve you. But when you came to teach us and you were just like, what lights you up? What makes you excited? What Mm -hmm. what are you most comfortable doing? And not to say that you should stay in your comfort zone. There's an element of like, try something new, get on camera, whatever it is. But I remember when you gave us the space to create and I went after it in a total different way than I generally do content creation I had so much fun. I got to lean into my poetic gifting. I got to like play with music. I got to dance a little and it was only in 15 minutes. And I came back and you said something to me. And, and this is that moment of conviction, right? I always say that I come to these shows with a space of, of being critiqued and being convicted. Uh, you said, Tamara, if you do that every single day, if you never stop doing that, your virality will be inevitable. It'll, it'll be inevitable. And I got so excited and I told my husband and I was like, oh my gosh, I just, I know what to do. And I did it twice after that. And so I want to speak to those of you listening who want the things so bad, who know it's like going to happen. And yet you aren't maintaining consistency towards the becoming of your journey. Talk to us about consistency and then we can, we can wrap this thing up. Yeah, that comes from doubt. What happens is, you know, doubt creeps in. Doubt is doubt is a thing where people, you know, they start believing themselves, start believing what they want to do, and then it doesn't happen immediately. Then they start to to doubt. That's a very it's a very <laughs> common thing. You know, uh, quite as kept um, when I when me and Princey was working together, um, we worked together for four years before he blew up. So from 2010, it took to 2014 before he blew up. So it was four years. You know, I mean, people all the time, and they want it to happen instantly. Now, don't get me wrong. I do have methods and practices now, like say, hey, listen, if you want to grow 100,000 followers, you know, in two months, 90 days, whatever, I can do that for you. I mean, I got the processes now and the information and the, and the leverage to do that now. But beforehand, you know, when it's just like, hey, listen, you just want to do it based upon strategy, it doesn't happen that quick. It doesn't happen that quick. Um, but that doesn't mean you're not on the right mission. Again, it took us four years before we got there. Um, and so it takes a lot of dedication and work, but it's like, you know, there was a moment where, you know, Christ talked about, it's like, you know, a woman having a baby, right. Where you're going through so much pain, you're going through so much suffering, but once you have that baby, 
all the pain and suffering, you're like, yo, it just goes away and you just realize it was way worth it. Um, And it's the same thing here. Um, You know, once like going through it, it was difficult. It It was arduous. Um, it was, uh, laborious. It was, you went, you go through every single emotion you could think of, but once it happens, like it's (laughs) all worth it. Like, it's like, this is, this is, I get it, you know? Um, so, you know, I, you know, I do, I do want people to realize that ultimately, um, you have the power, you know, you have the capability um, of, of maximizing that. And listen, here's the thing, as a, you know, me as, as owner of Interlight Media, you know, I, I want you to operate in your genius zone. If this is, if this is a task that you have that you, uh, you know, say, hey, listen, I, I want to impact, you know, whether it's a, you know, a small amount of people or a large amount of people, you just haven't reached that. Um, I love helping those people. That that's my mission. I have always had a gift of recognizing how to expand other people's talents, um, how to uh, reach and impact people. You know that has always been my gift. I can see this person here. Oh, this is how we're going to do this. This is how this works, and this is how we're going to impact other people. I expand people's vision. Um, that's been my talent since I don't even know how long it took me until. Um, I got an adult before I actually like embrace him, which is another thing too. A lot of times we have talents and we don't embrace it. It's just like, we don't, it's just like, we don't want to seem like crazy or whatever. No, no, no. Yeah. Cause it doesn't it, fit in a box. Right. It, so it, it doesn't exactly. feel like it's right. Yeah. Yeah. And so th- there's, you know, people say that there's a, you know, you, you got to realize if you think about all the super successful people, they all seem very like eccentric or all seem very like, luminous in some capacity but that's because they dive into who they are dive into who you are dive into what your talents are dive into what you can do um into what your gifts are and then allow people like me to help you do that so powerful and y'all he's he's got all his links obviously below but if you go to auditmysocial.com auditmysocial.com there's so many courses there's so many ways that you can talk directly to Travis and his team and i was thinking as you were talking one final note that i wanted to make sure people knew was you know, you had that four-year stretch with Prince EA, and I'm sure everybody can think of their own stretches that they've had, or maybe you're in the middle of a stretch. But I want people to make sure that they are defining what that ah, feeling is going to feel like, defining what what is the metric in which you hit, what is the success you know element that you're going to touch that's going to get you to that. And while there might be more milestones after that, make sure you celebrate. Make sure when you hit that moment, you celebrate. Because I remember even when I launched my book last year and I hit bestseller in all these categories, like out did Matthew McConaughey in one of the the things that day. And I was like, so excited. And later that night, we had like a book launch slash birthday party. And it was like just such a high. And I remember just the next week, less than seven days later being like, okay, what's next? Yeah. Right. What, What, where am I going? Right. I didn't even like sit in it. I didn't relish in it enough. And it wasn't until like year, like later almost that I'm in like hindsight of, man, I'm, 
I really missed that season. I went right into the next thing. And so helping people define their metrics associated to what success looks like and for us to be able to simmer in that, I think is really important. Yeah, I would say visualizing what success looked like absolutely is important. Uh, I'll be transparent. I didn't do that. I was just working so feverishly. I mean, yeah. we, we were, listen, we were just, we were, we, we were in our 20s. You know, I'm yeah, in my 30s for now. Sure. For we, sure. We, we, we was in our 20s. And, you know, we were just figuring stuff out. We didn't really know what uh, success looked like at the time. You know what I'm saying? We didn't really know that. Um, and so um, I, we all visualized, you know, what we wanted to become and what we wanted to do. We did, I'll be honest, we didn't have any particular numbers, but I think the important thing for us is we knew what we wanted to do. We knew what the mission was. And so once we, we got on that mission and once we was able to achieve the thing that we wanted to achieve, we knew we got there. And I think that's exactly what you're speaking to. How do you know when you get there? How do you know when you achieve that level of success that uh, that you're looking for? And I want people to visualize that. I want people to to think to themselves, what does that mean? What does that look like um, for you? And then the feeling that, that you're going to have. But I can tell you this, when you get there, you cannot necessarily prepare yourself for that feeling because the feeling is something you've never felt before. So it's mm, so good. And I, you know, I think that essence of uh, awe is, is what we find sense in when we're just sitting with the Lord, like he will give us that awestruck wonder. And it's also something that we can tangibly feel here on earth so that we have that continued pressing in to be with him. Because that's ultimately where that gift is coming mm -hmm. from. Because we are ready enough, we're prepared enough. He's, you know, predestined that moment for you, and so it's that's that seal of approval that we're looking for. Literally, like that from heaven. It's that moment where he's like, "Here you go, well done, my good and faithful servant." Right? Yeah. Amen. So it's that four years, whatever that that time frame is for everyone else. Just be patient, as Travis is encouraging us to do, but also knowing you've got to put in the work, right? You you didn't just sit on your hands and feet in like dream state that whole time when you were with Prince Ye or anybody or even yourself as you're getting through um, your your time. It's this knowing that like there's work to be done. And I don't mean that in the Martha way, like there's the Mary element too. She was also working, but it's this knowing that it is possible, but through activation. Mm -hmm. Amen. Yeah. Amen. All right. Well, y'all, if you want to see this guy who Daryl's calling the goat right now in the chat. <laughs> Daryl, hit me up. <laughs> hit me up, brother. Yeah, you guys got to come hang out with us in Nashville. Grow your business for God's sake. You make sure you get on my our auditmysocial.com. Hang out with Travis on Instagram and all the different places. He is someone to follow. And like I said from the very beginning, someone who will not only help you in seeking your own contentment based on the way that he shows up in the, in the world, um, but he has such just positivity and positivity in social media is what we need more than anything at this point in our, in our lives and in our society. So Travis, thanks for the work that you do, the mission that you're on to help support others who are impact makers. And uh, it's felt heavily. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Really appreciate y'all. All right, y'all out. Hey y'all, it's me again. Before you go, let's solidify the flame that was ignited within you today by sharing the spark with your own community. 
Whether it's mentally, physically, emotionally, relationally, or spiritually, I would love for you to take the step right now by declaring your takeaway. Snap a pic of the episode and share it on your stories or posts, and you can tag me and the guest, and we will surely feature you on our Instas. Hey, you might even unlock a new accountability buddy in me or them. We're totally in this together and we appreciate the extra step taken. I would be so grateful if you even took the extra step. Come on, give me that extra sauce and leave a review on iTunes for the podcast listening app that is of your choice. I'm going to be featuring your thoughts, in fact, and this is going to be so fun in upcoming episodes. So you'll not only hear your name on the show, but maybe even your passion project or whatever big shout out you want me to make. So please, as a fellow writer, leave some words that I can attest to, and I can't wait to read what you have to say. Thanks again for being a loyal listener, and I hope to meet you in person soon at one of the events that we are speaking at or hosting. And I say we because the Fit and Fake team could not do this without you. Until next time, blessings over your joy, health, wealth, and wholeness. This is the Fit and Faith Way. If you're hearing this right now, you're probably like, who the heck is this and why are they playing during my favorite podcast? And I get it. I don't want to take up too much of your time, but I do want to introduce myself. My name is Trevor Tyson, and I'm the host of Trevor Talks where we talk to real people about real topics and real stories. I just want to invite you, if you love podcasts, if you love music, if you love books and love hearing from the people who create it, come check us out at Trevor Talks. Simply go to Google or Life Audio, type in Trevor Talks, and it'll pop on up. Hope you have a great day.